You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A couple has been hospitalized after a man gets his head stuck in his wife's vagina. And I don't know if this is a true story. I mean, I've tried to do some research and disprove it, but it, it may be true. This is crazy. A couple was transported to the hospital in a very awkward position after a man somehow got his head stuck in his wife's vagina during a strange sexual game. Yeah, I don't even know how you get your head in a vagina. How big is this woman's vagina? I mean, this is outrageous. Or how small is this man? Tom and Janice Morrison, a young couple from the small town of Greensboro in Alabama, called 911 to ask for an ambulance. Samantha Irving, the 911 operator who took the call, says she thought it was a joke when he when the man explained the situation. But where do they get these 911 operators to interview for these things? Like, what 911 operator is talking to the media? I don't understand that. I'm assuming you got to sign in. And non-disclosure agreement when you're a 911 operator, you don't speak to the media about these very personal emergencies. I don't believe this. I don't know if this article is true. I'm delivering the news, guys, but I, I can't. I mean, I got to I got to check Snopes or one of these other websites, but it's going to take a while because this article is pretty new. Despite Miss Irving's doubts, she sent an ambulance on the site and the paramedics rapidly realized that the situation was very serious. Bill Austin, one of the paramedics who transported the couple, claims they were lying naked on their bed and partially covered in blood. Really? The paramedics? They got a hold of the paramedics and interviewed the paramedics about the head and the vagina story? How is this going down? I, I, are you allowed to just talk about this personal shit if you're a paramedic? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think this might be a made-up story, guys. The couple was trans... <laughs> By the way, if you haven't enjoyed my made-up commercials, uh, <laughs> no, one's, no, one's, no one's called me about it or emailed me about it, but I've had some pretty funny commercials that I made up for Weird AF News. Uh, so the couple was transported to the nearby Hale County Hospital. Hale Hospital. Wow, there's a Hale Hospital in my hometown, where there was anyways, uh, where doctors were able to separate the couple. Mrs. Miss Morrison suffered from severe internal bleeding, that, but is now stable, while her husband has suffered only a few scratches and bruises. He didn't suffocate? He didn't suffocate his head up in a vagina? According to doctors, both could also suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome. Oh, really? Yeah, we could all... I suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome after a big softball loss, okay? Are we just handing out PTSD prescriptions for anything that goes wrong in your life? What the hell is this? The doctor seemed to say, oh, they're, they're suffering from, from post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah, so am I. So am I after the Patriots lost the Super Bowl last year. Jeez, come on with this post. We're so quick to hand out post-traumatic stress syndrome diagnoses. No, I think we save it for the people who went to war, okay? People who have been molested. That's some PTSD shit that I can get behind there and say, okay, legitimate. Everybody else, get out of here with your PTSD. I suffer from PTSD because I wasn't able to get that apartment that I really liked. Get out of town! You don't get a prescription. Wasting doctor's times. Incidents like this one, indeed, quite unusual. But hundreds of couples are admitted to the hospital every year in the U.S. after getting stuck together during sexual intercourse. I'm sure that that does happen, but I don't know if it happens in, with the head. Get out of here with the head. How many people can fit their head in a vagina? I don't understand. According to data collected by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, 3,213 couples were hospitalized for similar problems across the country in 2015 and 3,789 in 2016. Yeah, but not heads, like other things. 
according to the same data, the Morrisons are the first couple to be hospitalized for a head stuck inside a vaginal cavity since October 2007. Whoa! Listen, guys, I know you want to get freaky, but the head inside the vagina, I mean, come on now. You're just asking for trouble. You really are. And I'm a, and, and, you know, and I'm, listen, I'm, I'm down to get freaky, but listen, the head in the vagina thing, that's crossing the line, okay? Danger, danger. Uh, Dr. Frank Olson, who treated the couple upon their arrival at the hospital, says that such, such extreme sexual practices are extremely dangerous and recommends to completely avoid them. Oh, really? Really? How many years of medical school did you need to come up with that <laughs> piece of advice? Hey, guys, you know, I, you're not going to hear this from anybody else, but I'm a serious MD. And I, when I listen to me when I tell you, because I'm qualified to tell you, that you shouldn't put... You shouldn't put a head inside a vagina, okay? I know, you're going to hear this, you're going to hear other, I mean, the jury's still out on this for some people, but I'm going to tell you right now, don't try it, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Olson. Jeez, do I got to write you a check to hear that? And by the way, they got a picture of the doctor being interviewed. With, wait, 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 how do you get this? This is not real. I can't believe this article is real. You're going to get, you go get the 911 operator, you go get the, the paramedic and the doctor that treated them, they all give you an interview for the... I mean, you're, you're, this, does, this can't happen. These people aren't going to talk about this, is what I'm saying. They're not going to talk about this. This sensitive uh, issue. This sensitive uh, emergency situation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And lastly, we interviewed Miss <laughs> Irving's vagina for the article. The vagina says... Here's the vagina's... The vagina's quoted as saying, Whew, you know... Yeah, Listen, you know, Miss Irving's put me through a lot over the over the years, you know. She really, you know, at this point, just a penis inside me just isn't enough to get her going. So, I mean, you can imagine what I've had inside me, you know. Um, a zucchini, of course. And I'll never forget the, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget the, uh, the construction cone that was put up me in 2004. Wow, that was crazy. But I do like the color orange, so it was pretty exciting for me. <laughs> And I got to say this, you know, last weekend with the head, the human head, I just didn't, you know, when she was putting that human head in me, I was like, it's not going to go. It's not going to go. But then she, you know, we, she oiled it up and, uh, and, and it made it inside. Not, not fun for me though. Not going to say a lot of blood. And, uh, you know, we haven't had, we haven't gone through the birthing process, but I'm going to say that this was the, this was the, the closest we've come. Um, <laughs> gotta say, not a fan, not a fan of a human head up inside of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. A 4,000-year-old tablet is the world's oldest customer service complaint. It's like a 4,000-year-old Yelp review, it sounds like. In ancient Mesopotamia, people lived, worked, and spent time with their families just as we do today. Oh, a history lesson from Jonesy. Yes, ancient Mesopotamia. You guys have heard of it, right? Uh, the Fertile Crescent, Maybe. All right. They also had everyday problems. Everyday problems. And clay tablets discovered at the site of the ancient city of Ur tell... Uh, <laughs> today is in a place called... Uh, I can't even pronounce it. I'm not even going to say it. It's in southern Iraq, though. Uh, these tablets show some of the complaints. About 4,000 years ago, someone named Nani possibly a businessman or artisan, wrote a note to a merchant complaining that the copper ingots he had purchased were of inferior quality 
and that <laughs> and that the merchant had treated him badly by not refunding his money. <laughs> Now, Nanny would have had to cross enemy territory to collect his money in person. He wrote the following complaint on a tablet. This is really going to piss you off if you're really going to take the time to carve into a tablet. And then you're going to carry this thing. What are you going to do? Carry it around and show people? Because there's no, there's no internet. I mean, how, how are people going to see your complaint? Are you going to put it outside the business? You're going to carry this heavy-ass tablet that took you all day? To, <laughs> this is like an all-day affair. You must really be pissed off. This is like the strongest Yelp review of all time. You know, I I always feel like it's ridiculous when people take the time to really set aside part of their day to write a bad review about me and what I do. I, I always find that to be funny. I'm like, did you put that much effort in? You stopped everything that you're doing to write a little review about a a free podcast that you you weren't even forced to listen to? <laughs> like and that you you can click away and and it can never ever, and it doesn't ever have to come into your world again. <laughs> like you took the time to tell others not to listen to my podcast. <laughs> like you took the time to tell others not to waste five seconds of their life because that's really all it takes to to click away from a podcast if you don't like it or anything at that point on the internet. When you don't like something, the click away process doesn't take any time out of your life. So those of you who think that you're saving people time, but don't waste your time with this. Here's my review. Don't waste your time with this this uh, four-minute long YouTube video that someone's going to click off in 20 seconds. Hey, I just saved you 20 seconds. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Now, a restaurant review, that's a whole different story because that takes up a whole night of your life, okay? So if you want to put a bad re- restaurant review or a, a, a bar, or a lounge, or some sort of, uh, you know, five-hour-long entertainment on, on a night. Like, if you're, if you're not crazy about Cirque du Soleil and you want to write a bad review about it, don't waste your time and your money. Yeah, because it's 75 bucks and it's four hours of your life, yeah. But for the people who write reviews about some, something they saw on the internet, that I mean, it's just so stupid. Anyways, let, let me get off my uh, soapbox for a minute and get back into the article. <laughs> This guy really must have disliked this person's uh, ingots. What the hell are ingots, anyways? Uh, I guess they're small gold pieces. Getting a random call from some area code? I don't know. Uh, So anyways, Nanny wrote the following bad review on this clay tablet. How have you treated me for that copper? You have withheld my money bag from me in enemy territory. It is now up to you to restore my money to me in full. Take cognizance that from now on I will not accept here any copper from you that is not of fine quality. Ooh! I shall from now on select and take the copper ingots individually in my own yard. And I shall exercise against you my right of rejection because you have treated me with contempt. The tablets were inscribed in cuneiform, which is one of the first written languages in the Middle East. Europeans first learned of ancient writings that were not in languages such as the Arabic, Egyptian, Hebrew, or Greek usually found on tablets in 1602. Crazy! Then they give you the history of cuneiform, which is really, um, and how it was deciphered in the 19th century, which I don't think you really need to know. Um, I think it's... I think what we really need to just wrap our heads around is how far back it goes, these, um, these reviews, these bad reviews, these complaints. 
And that, you know, how difficult it would have been back in the day to do this because you'd have to carve it on a clay tablet. <laughs> king, 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 all day long. <laughs> king, king. Your roommate's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm writing a bad review about uh, Jeremy's goats. Jeremy's goats? I love Jeremy's goats. Yeah, well, you're not going to enjoy Jeremy's goats after this review. Jeremy's, <laughs> Jeremy's goat <laughs> bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's World of Goats has received four out of eight stars. Really bad reviews are coming in. They're coming in slowly because it takes, uh, it takes time to do it on a tablet. <laughs> if you'll notice the bad reviews that they have, they've just stacked up next to Jeremy's, goat, Jeremy's World of Goats. <laughs> you could just see like tablets stacked up to the sky. Wow, 50 reviews. Whoa, we <laughs> and it would take you forever to read these reviews too. Who's reading these reviews? Hey, I'm thinking about buying a goat from Jeremy's World of Goats. Let me read some of the reviews. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I love it. Yay! Australians are outraged. Simply outraged over a sausage sizzle safety ruling. They take their sausage very seriously in Australia, apparently. Australians have expressed outrage after a leading home improvement store announced plans to alter its renowned hot dogs hot dogs, and place onions on the bottom. I'm uh, trying to do an Australian accent, but it's really not working out. I can kind of start with the Australian accent, but I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't close the deal. Let's get back into it on a serious tip. Australians have expressed outrage over a store that announced plans to change its hot dogs that it sells, and they're going to place onions on the bottom Okay, <laughs> and they're so upset about this. Even the prime minister Scott Morrison is weighing in on the debate. Apparently, the prime minister in Australia is kind of like the equivalent to a president. Okay, so this is a hardware store, and they're facing. You're like, what does a hardware store have to do with sausages? I have no idea either. But a, uh, I guess it's similar to I don't know if you've been to Home Depot, but they they sell hot dogs in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's the situation. So this hardware store called Bunnings has faced a backlash from angry customers after the company confirmed that it, it ordered its beloved sausage sizzle sandwiches to be altered. The sausage sizzle sandwich is made of a sausage, obviously, or, or a, a snag, as Australians call them. Did you know they called them snags? This is something that you wouldn't have known unless you listened to Weird AF News. This is an Aussie, this is some Aussie slang, by the way. I'm whipping out the Aussie slang, or Aussie slang, as they say. Now it's, the snag is wrapped in bread with onions typically placed on the top of the sausage. Well, well, the companies since stipulated that the, these fried onions will now be placed in the bun first, under the sausage, in order to avoid them falling on the floor, which could create a potential safety risk, because those onions could sizzle and burn your little shins or your ankles. God, man, I mean, we're just turning into a world of safety. And it's, it's ruining things like, you know, the beloved snag. <laughs> Thousands of charities apply to run the sausage sizzle stalls outside the hardware store. There's 294 stores. And all the money they raise is um, gone, going to charities. So that, they've been doing that over the years. Now... Apparently, uh, people have expressed concern that placing onions under the sausage will leave the bread soggy 
increasing the risk of the whole hot dog collapsing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, let's get the military on this one. This is a serious problem. Wow. The announcement caused such ripples in Australia that the Prime Minister was even questioned about this sausage policy change during a press conference in Singapore. All the way in Singapore? I love it. The Prime Minister is dealing with, like, world issues. You know, I'm sure the country has very, very serious issues that affect, who knows, the gross domestic output, the economy, healthcare, who knows. And and instead, the Prime Minister's got to answer stupid questions about whether or not these onions should be placed under a sausage. Wow. Serious stuff going on. Well, the Prime Minister addressed it. The Prime Minister said, whether the onions are on top or underneath, I'll always be buying sausages on bread, whether it's at the football games, whether it's at Bunnings, or anywhere I can assist those great charitable causes. And I can particularly say that those who are cooking them, who are out there supporting their local supporting teams and charities and all the rest of them, they're very good people. (laughs) Hilarious. But, but really didn't weigh in on whether or not the, the onions should go on top or on the bottom. I don't know if uh, maybe the, the prime minister isn't really concerned about um, sausage sizzle safety ruling. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a safety precaution. I mean, but this is something that I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. People are just so up in arms about being so safe. You know, you buy a kiddie pool, right? You buy a little kiddie pool that's like eight inches deep for your kids or a foot deep. What does it say in the middle of the pool? No diving. Oh, yes, thanks. Thanks for telling me no diving. I was going to just build an eight-foot-tall diving board or just jump off the roof of my house and just dive right into that foot-deep kiddie pool. Thank you for telling me. We just become so overly concerned with safety that we treat, we're now being treated like infants by businesses and organizations and institutions and our government. We're just treated like children. No diving. Hey, and no, we can't put the onions on top. What if they fall and then they, they bounce off the ground and then those hot onions, let's say someone's wearing a skirt when they're eating this sausage. And then the, the hot onions, they bounce off the ground and then they hit this person in the skirt, in the, in the leg, in the bare leg. Or maybe, they, maybe their little leg hairs catch fire. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. They treat us like children. The infantilization of culture, which is what's going on, I thought, just in America, but apparently in Australia as well. Down under. By the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can watch this on my YouTube channel. Uh, I've been very busy putting out the YouTube channels. Now that I'm back in L.A., and if you're watching this right there on my YouTube, on my video, you can listen to the podcast as well. And you get extra things if you listen to the podcast, by the way. Just like you get extra things if you watch the YouTube video. You get to watch my face. <laughs> not, that that's a, not that that's a bonus or of any sort. You might not even like my face. So. But, and if you're watching it on YouTube, you get, you know, I do some extra things on the podcast, the audio version. And I, like I post, I, uh, I post people, people's call-ins as, as just one of a few things that you get. Subscribe to the podcast in the YouTube video description. There's, there's a link. And in the podcast itself, on the audio, there's a link to the YouTube. So, bing, bang, boom. You can get to both of those. I'm just giving you ways you can enhance your weird AF news experience. Okay? Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jonesy. 
And I just want to let you know that I'm very grateful for everyone who reached out to me. Um, Michael Crook sent me an email. Uh, was reading, he said, was reading some news articles about Canada running out of marijuana, then came across this article. Hope you enjoy, Mike. So thank you for sending me an article. I love it when people do that. Uh, James Austin Estes as well. Hey, it's James from Texas again, he writes me on Facebook. Uh, he forgot to mention, he says, because he called me, he said, I forgot to mention how much we appreciate the personalized recognition to our messages to you. It makes us feel like we're part of the weird AF Empire family. Keep it weird, Jonesy. Yes, you are. You're part of the weird, <laughs> you're part of the weird AF Empire. And uh, James, I believe, is also a... Uh, you're one of our patrons as well, James. So uh, I'm very grateful for you. Um, and if I ever go to Texas, man, I got to come by. I want to hang out. I want to hang out with you on your front porch and, uh, and uh, have a beer as the sun goes down. Like a true Texas <laughs> sunset. <laughs> Hanging out with you and your, and your wife on the, on the porch and talking about life. That would be great. Uh, I want to meet all my weirdos. I really do. Uh, and maybe, maybe I will someday. <laughs> like I should do a weirdo tour. Come, up, come and visit everybody. Don't have the budget for that yet, but we're going to get there. Uh, also, I really want to uh, show some love to uh, Michael from Iowa City who uh, sent me a, a nice little holiday care package. And I'm so grateful <laughs> to Michael who... Uh, Michael, by the way, so lucky. This lucky bastard gets to spend uh, the the holidays in Hawaii, like ten days in in Honolulu with his with his daughter Jennifer. Um, how great is that? I want to be in Hawaii. Come on, Mike. Where's my plane ticket? All right. I was hoping I would open up this box. It's a, here, Jonesy. It's a plane ticket to Hawaii from your, from your fan, Michael. No, no. Seriously though, Michael. Thank you so much. I was very touched by this package that arrived today. Uh, in case you guys are wondering what the hell it is. Well, it's a bunch of Journey music. Because you guys, I mean, I mentioned on the show about Journey. This is what Michael's referring to in my letter. He sent me a letter as well. Because um, I was talking about how I, uh, it makes me, it reminds me of my childhood because my mom had um, Journey tapes that I would listen to. And uh, so Michael sent me uh, three Journey CDs and a Journey tape. One of these CDs, by the way, is The Greatest Hits. And I'm going to pop that right into my car's CD player. Um, because, uh, yeah, in case you need to know, Jonesy's driving a 2010 Honda, so I have a CD player. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pretty ghetto, but uh, at least I'll be able to listen to these. Um, also, Steve Perry's self-titled Street Talk as well came. I mean, this is great. And then Journey Frontiers, this old cassette tape that this just takes me back, man. It's got the little alien uh, image on the on the tape. I mean, unbelievable. Michael, I can't thank you enough. This is so sweet. And he wrote me in the letter how... Um, He's thankful for me and all the laughter that I bring into his life. He says, and this is a small way of saying thank you. Even though you don't, <laughs> even though you don't believe in God, I pray to you and I say, God bless you. It can't hurt, right? Love you, man. Michael. Yes. No, this is great. I love it. <laughs> God bless you too. Hey, I do believe in my, I have my own God, by the way. Did you guys know? I, I pray to Ma. Her name is Ma. And I, uh, I put my head on the ground and I thank Ma every day for another day to, uh, I always say, thank you for another day to uh, have a great adventure and to move the needle forward in life and in career, in my career. And uh, I thank, I always thank her. Uh, she's like the, I, in my mind, she's the mother. She's the loving, all-encompassing, empathetic Mother Earth. I, I don't even know what she looks like, but I, I have, a, I, I know what she feels like. <laughs> so I pray, I give thanks to her all the time. Hey, we all have our own gods, right? That's that's what's great about being a human being. You can you can uh, 
you can create your own god, which we've done over the millennia. Now I'm getting way too serious. Who else do I need to give thanks to? Um, all my patrons, obviously. And uh, if you want to join the Patreon, it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash weirdafnews. You can do so there for as little as $2 a month, which is like buying Jonesy a, um, a Guinness. Yeah, the Guinness plan, because I love Guinness. So buy me a Guinness. <laughs> if you guys want to send me a Guinness, you can do that too. I'll give you my address. Um, and uh, looking forward to the holidays. I won't be broadcasting on uh, Thanksgiving Day, but I'll be doing uh, the tomorrow. And I'll do Florida Fridays, of course, because I can't not do that. If you want to reach out to the show, by the way, here's that data. It's uh, 646-450-2012 to call. You can email me at funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can uh, reach out on Instagram at funnyjones, Twitter at funnyjones, and Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Thank you all and much love.